Yankee fans got some unexpected news on Sunday and Monday, and we're going to talk about it next. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday, Yankee fans. Uh, hope you're all feeling well day after Super Bowl. It's kind of a hangover day. Even if you don't drink, it's kind of a hangover day. So welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias. If you're new, welcome. And thank you for joining us. If you're a returning listener and viewer, thank you for coming back. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all audio platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, you know what to do. Also, hit the thumbs up button to like our videos, the bell, so you know when they're out. And uh, today's show, we have to talk about Jeter and A-Rod being reunited on Fox because I didn't watch the announcement. I was busy cooking a dish for a Super Bowl party for the first time ever in my life, and it actually came out okay. Please clap. And uh, yeah, and then I was checking Twitter as I was waiting for my dish to cook and thought I was being punked and th I, it just I couldn't believe what I was seeing. So we're going to talk about Jeter and A-Rod being reunited on Fox MLB's, uh, you know, coverage. And some Yankees showed up to camp today early. Some were happy about, some were not so happy about. Uh, there's some news about the World Baseball Classic. Someone who was expected to be in the WBC for the Yankees will not be there because of an injury. It's starting already. And we're going to talk about the other guys who are going to be in the WBC. So let's talk about the Jeter A-Rod thing because we have to. I love it. I love it. I'm so happy about this. One, this pisses off the Yankee haters because two former Yankees on a post-game show, on a national post-game show. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's going to, it's going to anger so many people and people are already obno obnoxious about it. It's great. And we're going to be obnoxious right back about it. Right, Yankee fans? Yeah. And I just, I can't believe it. I really can't. I knew that Jeter wouldn't do yes stuff because that's too much of a commitment. At least with the Fox stuff, he doesn't have to be on all the time, you know? Um, those are like one day a week, you know, I mean, he could do yes one day a week also, but I think if he were to do yes, they would want him for at least, I would say at least 50 games, something like that. And with Fox, it's just an easier schedule for him. He can still live in Miami, go do the Fox thing, go home, be fine. And then when the playoffs happen and, um, Fox gets... Let's see, TBS does and Fox. Yeah, he would pretty much do every round. So I'm just very excited about this. Plus, this puts to rest the Jeter A-Rod stuff, sort of. Yes, they had the falling out. They had to be teammates. They weren't close. It's all fine. It didn't look like he was recoiling when A-Rod hugged him during the announcement, and I think it could be funny because Jeter likes to rib people, and I think he will be a very good foil <laughs> for A-Rod. 
and even Ortiz, you know, I, I think, I don't think people give Jeter enough credit for being a smart ass because I know some people were like, oh, he's so boring. He's going to be boring. I think he's going to be obnoxious. I think he's going to let his personality come out. And I think it might actually surprise some people. And I think it could be fun. So, yeah, that was the big news for Yankee fans yesterday. Derek Jeter is going to be part of Fox's post-game coverage. And, you know, they were joking about how he was the rookie. And A-Rod was talking about how he's going to have to pay for dinner. Jeter, pay for dinner because he's the rookie. And that got me to thinking of how A-Rod treated the rookies when they came to the Yankees. Because if you don't know this, A-Rod would take the rookies to his suit maker and get them designer suits. And in the book that Brian Hoke and Mark Feinsand wrote about the 09 team, whose party was it? Was it CeCe Sabathia? They had a fancy birthday party for someone, or maybe it was A-Rod. It was someone who was celebrating a summer birthday and everyone was in their suits and people were jumping into the pool and David Robertson was a rookie and he didn't want to jump in the pool because he didn't want to ruin the suit that A-Rod bought for him. And they kind of thought he was a tight ass because he wasn't jumping into the pool, but it was because he didn't want to root this, uh, ruin this very expensive suit that A-Rod paid for him. So I always love that. You know, when I found out that A-Rod did that for the rookies, I thought that was the coolest thing ever because, you know, how everyone liked to, what's the word? I can't really say the word I want to say, but you know how everyone trashed A-Rod? There you go. And would try not to tell good stories about him. That was a good story about him, that he would help the rookies out because the Yankees had their rules. You had to wear suits on road trips. And, you know, these kids didn't have suits or if they did, they were ill-fitted suits or maybe they borrowed suits from their parents, you know, or maybe it was a suit they wore in high school for something. Who knows what? So, yeah, he would go out and buy people suits. So is he going to buy Jeter a suit <laughs> for his Fox debut? No, I doubt it. But. The crowd, of course, was booing Jeter, which is fine because, you know, there are a bunch of Eagles fans and Philadelphia fans don't really like New York, whether it's the Yankees or the Mets, because obviously they don't like the Mets because they're a rival and they don't like the Yankees because the last time before this previous trip to the World Series, uh, the Yankees knocked them out and beat them. So, yeah, yeah, Jeter was uh, that was that was funny. He walked out. And it was like half booze, half cheers. And that's to be expected because he's a Yankee. Then they asked him who was going to win the Super Bowl, and he was very diplomatic about it. Like, he couldn't really pick a winner, and he was talking about Pat Mahomes and like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, I just want a good game. It was a good game. It actually was a good game until like the last, you know, few seconds where they had to do those plays and kneel and then set up for the field goal. And, you know, I know it was a holding call, but do you really call that at that point in a Super Bowl? I don't know. He did hold him. And the guy admitted it, but I don't know. But that's the kind of Super Bowl you want to see. You want to see something come down to the last few minutes, right? You don't want something. You know, I was thinking about the 49ers against the Broncos in 90, you know, early 90, the 89-90 season. I'm always hitting my microphone. I was a big 49ers fan. I loved Joe Montana when I was a kid, and that created a lot of strife in our house because my brother and father were giant fans 
And I made a bet with a classmate the Friday before the Super Bowl. He was in my math class. And he was a big Broncos fan. And uh, he bet me $100 that the Broncos were going to win. This was 33 years ago, and I'm still waiting for the $100. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Jeter joining Fox. Can't believe it. But I can believe it, because he said he was going to come back to baseball, and he told Yankee fans that they were going to see more of him, but people were assuming that meant yes. We didn't think it was going to mean Fox. Because of the A-Rod thing. Like, honestly, did you think he'd want to work with A-Rod? So I don't know what they offered him. <laughs> I don't know what they promised him. But I like that he is maturing, finally. Derek, good job. Nice job maturing and realizing that life is short and that all of this petty nonsense just needs to be put to rest. And I really think he said it in an interview um, that the death of Gerald Williams, because he was very good friends with Gerald Williams, kind of helped him realize that he needed to let go of some things. So we could see A-Rod and Jeter part two, like best friends. They're not really, but, you know, pretending to be best friends. So in a moment, we're going to talk about all the guys who showed up to camp. There were some grainy, blurry videos from beat writers who were already in Tampa. And uh, I'm impressed that these guys showed up to camp the day after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. But first, the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, it's safe, secure, and easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. I would say now that the Nets are no longer a super team, you should pick the Knicks now anytime they play them because the Knicks have not beaten them in three years. But I might be too late for that because that game, I think, is starting right now. So um, maybe the next time the Knicks play the Nets, you can pick the Knicks. They're player props, player points, rebounds, assists. You can do, uh, you know, how many three-pointers are scored in the first couple of minutes. It's really interesting NBA betting on FanDuel. Plus, FanDuel lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Make Locked On MLB Prospects. Your second listen, host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Just kidding. I mean, it, not really, because all we're getting is blurry images of people at camp down in Tampa. But it just means baseball is closer, you know. Everyone makes it a point to mention that baseball is starting as soon as the Super Bowl ends. And that was happening last night. Saw it in my Twitter timeline. Me and my friends were joking about it at the party that we were at. 
By the way, the food I was making when I found out about Jeter joining Fox came out very good. I made garlic balls. It's not hard to do. Um, so Brian Hoke posted videos. Eric Boland posted videos. I saw Aaron Judge swinging the bat. I saw DJ LeMayhew taking grounders. I saw Isaiah Kiner-Falefa taking grounders. I was happy to see DJ moving around well because, you know, he's had the injury issues of late. And, you know, we were worried about that during the offseason because when the playoffs ended for the Yankees, they were waiting to see about his injury and whether or not he would need surgery. He ended up not needing the surgery. So it looks like he'll be okay heading into camp. Again, it's not official because pitchers and catchers officially check into camp on the 16th and then position players on the 20th. And then the first workout, I think it's the 21st or the 22nd. And then the first game's the 26th. We're almost there. We're less than two weeks away from the first game of spring training. And after that, the first game of the season is March 30th. So we are we are on a, a fast train toward the beginning of the season. So this is really cool. But yeah, there were a bunch of guys at camp today. I was very happy to see that. Um, you know, I like to know that they're eager to get things started. And you know, these guys are training all year. It's not like years ago where guys showed up to spring training in order to get into shape. These guys start getting into shape. They take like a week off, you know, depending on when the playoffs end. Or sometimes, you know, maybe they'll take a couple of weeks off depending on how early the team is eliminated. And then they'll start like a week after the World Series ends. And you hear about these guys starting to train. And actually, <laughs> the other day, Giancarlo Stanton posted a picture of himself doing um, <clears throat> a lunge with a weight. What is that called? A side lunge? I do them. But I use a 10-pound weight. I graduated to a 10-pound weight. I used to use um, a 5-pound weight. Then I graduated up to an 8-pound kettlebell because we have that. And then I bought myself 10-pound dumbbells. So I use 10 pounds. Giancarlo Stanton was using a 100-pound dumbbell. He put it on his Instagram. And he was holding it like it was no big deal. I'm so impressed with that. Because we have a water cooler in my house. And I have to replace the 5-gallon jug. And it's about, what, 44 pounds. And I have to carry that thing with both my arms. I can carry it with one, but I have to pick it up with two arms in order to put it onto the water cooler. And this dude is just walking around with a 100 pound dumbbell in his hand like it's no big thing. That makes you realize how strong these guys are. And it also makes you realize how crazy their workouts are when they use weights that are that big. So yeah, as I said, Judge was there. He's eager to get things started. The captain. We didn't forget that, did we? The captain was there today, and there was th there was someone else. Why can't I think of the other guy? I'm picturing the video in my head because Eric Bowen took one from one angle, and Brian Hoke took one through a ch I think it was through a chain link fence. So at first it looked really clear, and then when he panned out, you realized where he was because he was behind the fence because they're practicing on one of the fields. They're not practicing in really like in Steinbrenner Field because again it's not officially open yet all of that stuff is happening later in the week beginning of next week 
Um, but yeah, again, it's great to see these guys eager to get this done and start everything. And seeing DJ LeMay Mayhew is healthy. He's really a big key. He really is. You know, if he can stay healthy, you could see him at third instead of Josh Donaldson. No offense to Josh Donaldson. I mean, he was fine playing third, but he couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Where DJ LeMayhew, when he's healthy, you know, he may not hit the ball far. Sometimes he does. But at least the first two seasons that he was with the Yankees, it felt like every time DJ was up and someone was on base, at least second or third, that guy would score. It was like automatic with him that year. It was crazy. So I'm really hoping that DJ LeMayhew stays healthy. And I'm sure DJ LeMayhew is hoping that he stays healthy. And so is his teammates. There are two guys I forgot about. Glaber is there early. And Carlos Rodon. I mean, that's great. Okay. The guy just signed with the Yankees. And he legit said he wanted to be a Yankee. And there he is. Before camp starts officially. And he's there working out and Aaron Boone was there too so um yeah I'm I'm legit excited about this like this is really really cool also Aaron Boone posted uh he tweeted last night after Rihanna finished her <laughs> halftime show and I um what were the emojis he used the I can't remember which emojis he used but he liked the performance from what I could tell from the uh emojis that he used so that's kind of funny like, I'm trying to picture Aaron Boone singing along to Bitch Better Get My Money. Picture it. Picture it, picture it, picture it, and start laughing because it is funny if you picture it. Yeah. So in a moment, we're going to talk about the people who are going to the WBC and the one guy that we kind of didn't want to go to the WBC because we were worried he was going to get hurt. Well, <laughs> turns out he's hurt anyway, and he's not going to the WBC because he's hurt figures, right? Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about that in a moment. But first, are you looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all the fat and the calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. And we just got through the holidays. We got through Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know about you, but I ate way too much last night. And I know that my goal is to eat healthier this year. And that didn't happen last night. But if you're like me and you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, we talk about it all the time. I know you guys are probably sick of all of us talking about it, but we love Built Bar so much and we want you all to try it because it, they're just so good. And you won't think they're good for you because they taste so good. They're covered in 100% chocolate. It's real chocolate. And I don't know how they do it, but every bar tastes like a candy bar and they maintain amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're perfectly healthy for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around for the box. Like, we used to tell you how to order all the time on Built.com, but now you can get them at Walmart and you can get them at Sam's Club. You can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or a coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box. You can get brownie batter or churro. You can thank me later. Seriously, though, brownie batter is incredible. So are the cookie dough puffs. I talked about that with Sully the other night, but they're really good, too. So run. Don't walk. Run. So I hinted in my teaser. Nestor Cortez has a grade two hamstring strain. 
it's starting already. It's starting already. They haven't even really, they haven't officially checked into camp and he's already dealing with a hamstring problem. Unbelievable. He said that he sustained the injury while running sprints on February 6th near his home in Miami. He said he will not throw from a mound for at least two weeks. And he said, I was excited for the tournament. I wanted to represent Team USA. It's a country that has given me a lot of opportunity to do a lot of stuff that I'm doing today. I'm very disappointed and very sad that I can't participate. So Kyle Freeland from the Rockies is going to replace Cortez on Team USA's roster. And, oh, I didn't mention this the other day. That's right. Because when I mentioned, I think, right, when I mentioned people were going to the WBC. I didn't know that Kyle Higashioka was going, and I think it was announced right after I finished my episode. So he is going to be on Team USA. Jonathan Loisaga will be with Team Nicaragua, and Gleyber Torres will be Team Venezuela. So uh, Cortez said that he's continued throwing and use, uh, doing weight room exercises, and he believes there'll be enough time for him to prepare for the beginning of the season. He said that he probably only needs to throw about 15 or 20 innings this spring. And as I said earlier, the Yankees open up the regular season March 30th. They host the Giants at Yankee Stadium. He is looking toward that series as the time that he wants to be back by. And I guess we all want to have him back by. Cortez said, I think the ultimate goal here is to get ready for number 28. I think that's kind of a letdown for Team USA. But I think the biggest goal right here is to get healthy and be ready for the start of the season. And the thing that made me laugh was when he was being interviewed, he had a full beard, which will be gone by Thursday. So, yeah. Yeah, don't get rid of the mustache because that thing is magical, but the beard has to go. Unfortunately, I mean, the beard's fine. It's not bushy. It's not anything crazy, but you know how the Yankees are with the facial hair stuff. As you know, Cortez was unbelievable last year going 12-4 and with a 2.44 ERA and 28 starts. He said, I think as long as I stay healthy, I can be as good as last year. Maybe better. Who knows? I think the biggest issue here is being healthy. I think if I'm healthy, everything follows and I could be the same guy or just like that guy. Hmm. Yes. I do like that he made it a point to keep mentioning that um, it all uh, relies on him being healthy, which is the truth with every other player. Now, he sustained a groin injury back in August. That put him on the injured list, and it was aggravated during that infamous last game against the Astros in the ALCS that we don't like to talk about. Mm. Um, Cortez said that he was down in Miami rehabbing that throughout the whole offseason, and that that feels great. He has no issues, no soreness, and yeah, and then he hurts his hamstring. But that always happens. I always feel like... A guy is rehabbing or coming back from one thing and then ends up injuring something close to it, you know, because the groin and your hamstring are not that far apart. And if you're doing weird leg things, you might aggravate the groin. So it's a bummer that he's not going to start things on time, but he should be okay for the start of the season. I would hope so. I think so. That would be really great. By the way, I mentioned Luizaga being on Team Nicaragua. This is their first year in the WBC. There's a few first-year teams. Pretty cool. So there's 20 teams. The three first-time participants, Great Britain, the Czech Republic, and Nicaragua. Pretty cool. And 
There are 67 MLB All-Stars throughout all the teams, 186 players on 40-man rosters, and 332 players under contract with big league teams. So among the stars who are going to be playing in the WBC, Paul Goldschmidt, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, Jose Altuve, and Miguel Cabrera. And actually, 16 of the top 18 finishers for the NL MVP and six of the top 10 finishers for the AL MVP in 2022 are going to be in the WBC. See, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So as I said, Higashioka, Glaber Torres, Jonathan Loisaga are the three guys for the Yankees. Cortez no longer. And I mentioned this on the show last week. Yes, the WBC is fun. There are some fun moments from past games. But, you know, I always think about Mark Teixeira ripping his wrist apart 10 years ago and ruining that season. And when I think about the 2013 season and all the random dudes that played on that team, it could be a really fun game to play with someone. Was this guy a Yankee? You give the person five five minutes, five seconds to say yes or no, and then buzz them if they're wrong. Because there are some guys... There are a lot of guys who played for the Yankees that year that you completely forgot about. It was only 10 years ago. But 2013 and 2014 had a mishmash of guys, really just strange names that you never would have expected to be on the Yankees, you know, because it was like their second to last stop or even their last stop before they retired, you know, because they made names for themselves on other teams years before because I feel like the Yankees have become that kind of a team where they become the last stop for someone before they retire in some cases. It just seems that way for some people, you know, or at least it was that way 10 years ago. So let's recap. A-Rod and Jeter reunited and it feels so good. We'll see how long it's good. On Fox, post game should be interesting. As I said, a lot of people are worried that Jeter's going to be boring, but I think if they let him be his smart Alex self, I think it'll be funny. And a bunch of Yankees showed up early, including Carlos Rodon, DJ LeMayhew, Aaron Judge, getting ready for the season, getting ready for spring training three days before even pitchers and catchers. Some of these guys don't even have to be here for another week and they're already there. So, or, you know, you know what I mean? There, not here. They're not here. I, I wouldn't want them here. I'd rather them be in Tampa. And Nestor Cortez is injured. He should be okay as long as he treats his groin well and doesn't do anything crazy and doesn't rush himself back. Everything should be okay. Jonathan Luizaga, Team Nicaragua, their first year. Very cool. Higashioka with Team USA. Gleyber Torres with Team Venezuela. So that is it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I would like to remind you that you can listen to the show on every podcasting platform available. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button, comment, please comment, and click the bell so you know when our videos go live. Thanks for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're back to five days a week, so you'll be seeing me tomorrow, listening to me tomorrow, and hopefully there'll be more news for us to discuss. 
We're almost there. It's almost starting. And now you can make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. 